Scotty Barnes will make the Eastern Conference All-Star team this year. Hello, everybody. This is the Raptors NBA podcast. We're your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding, talking all things Raptors and NBA related. You might as well just unsubscribe from the rest of your Raptors podcast now because this is the only one you will need. The Raptors preseason is over. The Raptors went 4-0. and Is that a sign of what's to come? Andy, what are your thoughts? Let's jump they right just, in. They just don't lose. They just don't lose. New coach, Darko. The team is not lost under him. The vibes are immaculate right now. The acquisitions. The new acquisitions look nice. Guys appear to be taking a step forward. I think we need to temper this a little bit. It's preseason. 4-0 preseason. Okay, here's my opinion. Our over-under right now is 36 and a half games. Last year, we went 41 and 41. And here's the thing. What are the biggest changes? The biggest changes is we've gotten rid of Fred Van Vliet. We've replaced him with Dennis Schroeder. I think that that is a good replacement, first of all. And then what's really the difference on the team? We have a full season of Jakob. How are we being so disrespected that we are 36 and a half that whatever our odds are 36 and a half wins in the Eastern conference. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think we're going over for the season? What do you think? You could argue. And I will argue the Raptors. There's been a lot of Freddie slander since he left a lot of, oh, he was chucking. He was bad for the team. Didn't vibe with Scotty. He was one of the Raptors best players for years. Does it not make sense that you subtract one of your best players and your win total goes down four and a half? Okay, there are some deep there's some deep numbers you can look into that show that Freddie's percentages are absolutely horrendous in a lot of cases. Look, I'm a huge Freddie fan. You know this. I bought his jersey right away. It was the one of the first jerseys that I purchased when he when they were all in the G League and were coming up. So I'm a Freddie fan. I'm just saying that. First of all, that contract is, I think, is that's a huge contract for him. And then replacing him with Dennis Schroeder, a significantly lower number, after Dennis Schroeder's coming off of an amazing performance this winter, or sorry, this summer, in whatever, in the World Cup, like, I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off, right? I think Scotty's going to have a great season. I think Jakob, having a full season of Jakob, and we can go through the roster right now and just take a look at you know, what's going to happen. So we have OG. Hopefully OG stays healthy. Scotty Barnes. I think he's going to make an all-star team this year. We have Grady Dick, who's like, I don't know. What are your thoughts? So just for the, for the listeners and the viewers, we actually went to NBA summer league this year and we saw Grady Dick in person and he didn't look very good in summer league. Maybe he had the jitters, but the guy's been hitting shots. He's been hitting shots in preseason. What are your thoughts on Grady Dick and the roster? We just had to go. We just had to fly to Vegas to see Grady Dick. We had to see the sharpshooter in person. Uh, I don't... Everyone wants to say he's going to be the next great shooter in the league. I, he's had some preseason games where he's dropped like five points. I don't... I can't imagine he's going to be a huge NBA contributor off the hop. Maybe a couple years down, but... To say he impacts the win total this year in a positive light, I don't – I'm struggling to see how that works. Yeah, I see what you're saying. 
my opinion on Grady Dick. So first of all, everyone likes to compare him to all the white shooters out there. So no, literally that's what it is. It's like, you know, I've heard so many comparisons to Duncan Robinson. First of all, Duncan Robinson is amazing. If Grady Dick turns out to be like Duncan Robinson, I'll be happy with that. But my I think Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Why? Cause he's a white shooter. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, my, my whole thing about Grady is that first of all, he is like, he can, he can put the ball on the floor. That's first of all. Um, once he gets a little bit more comfortable and puts some muscle on, I think he's going to be great going to the rim and he'll be a contributor. You're right. I don't think he's going to be that, he's going to make that much of an impact this year. But if you look at the rest of our team, like I feel like everyone will be better, right? We have Dennis at the point. I like that. I like him at the point. We have Scotty Barnes. What is he going to play this year? Everything. He's positionless. That's, that's what I mean. So like, is he running the point, bringing the ball up the court? Is he going to be a big like, what is he going to be? I'm still confused about that. OG is top five strongest men in the in the NBA. Would you agree? He's a monster. Top five strongest? He's he's a monster. Yeah, he's like <laughs> literally just powerful. He's a powerful dude. Okay, we have Precious. Is Precious starting? Like, do we know? Have we finalized our starting lineup? Pascal at the four, Jakob at the five. Is that it right there? Yes. So Dennis one, Scotty, whatever, interchangeable. OG three, Pascal four, Jakob five. Yep. And so Gary. if my prediction's correct and Scotty Barnes is gonna be in the Eastern Conference on the on star on the Eastern Conference All-Star team, right? Then you have obviously Pascal, who's a perennial all-star. We have two all-stars in the mix. We have a really good big man. <laughs> like, why is it so crazy to think that we are gonna make the playoffs and make a push? in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on that? I it, I wouldn't say it's set in stone that Scotty's going to become an all-star. If he does become an all-star, then yes, they easily, if he's an all-star, then yes, the Raptors are above 36 and a half wins. The Raptors need him to take the step. If he doesn't take the step, it's going to be some dark times. We'll probably see some trades of Pascal gone. But we, as a Raptors fan base, we need Scotty to be an all-star. That's our, our, our eggs are in this basket right now. Our eggs, our eggs are in his basket. Our eggs are in Scotty's Scotty, basket. Scotty, you have our eggs. <laughs> Scotty, you have our eggs. Um, Don't that sounds super weird. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just going to go through the schedule for the first 10 schedule. games of the season. Okay. And I'm going to get your thoughts on it. And I'll I'll share my opinion. First of all, we are going to the first game this Wednesday against home the home opener against the Timberwolves. Exciting 7 30 PM. Too. Sorry. Exciting news too for us. We moved our season seats. Very exciting. It's very exciting. We we try to move them up slightly every year. We've had season tickets for the last nine years. I don't know if I mentioned that in the intro, but we try to move up slightly every year. Um, at least over the last few. Last year, we made a big mistake, and we moved from very close to one of the exits to um, the middle of a row, which is the dumbest thing you possibly do in any sort of in any sort of arena because then you have to literally walk past like seven, eight people to get to your seats, and it's it's horrible. But this year, we've moved up, and we're excited. Very excited. Um, we're definitely going to do a video after that and put it up on our YouTube channel. By the way, for anybody who 
is listening to this, we would love your support. Um, if you want to support the channel, we're just starting out. But if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on um, all the platforms, really, we're going to be on Spotify, on Apple Music, on everything like that. So all the podcasts, that would be incredible as well. But let's get back to this. So Raptors, Timberwolves on Wednesday. What's your prediction? Your favorite, we're going against your favorite player, Carl Anthony Towns. My prediction, we go, we settle into these nice new seats of ours in section 309. We're going to make some new friends. We're going to some new rider dies. And we are going to watch the Raptors. <sighs> I, I look at the Raptors and the T-Wolves as almost the same team. They're probably both going to finish with like 40 wins. Sure, I'll give the Raptors a win. What do okay. you think? Uh, I think the energy is going to be crazy. Like, I feel like there's a newfound energy. I'm not saying that. Look, again, I love Freddie. I love Freddie. But there was something wrong with the team last year. Obviously, new coach. Nick Nurse is out. There feel It feels like there's a bit of a, like, it's, it's a bit of a refreshed vibe out here. And from everybody that I'm, you know, I, I see people that are like actually excited for the season. Whereas the last few years, since we won the championship, we didn't really have that much excitement, you know? So in my opinion, I think we're going to come out with a ton of energy and home games are going to be tough for opponents, man. I think we're going to come out with a huge win on Wednesday against the Timberwolves, even though they have an amazing team and it's low key, like one of my favorite teams to watch this year because of Obviously, Anthony Edwards and my boy Carl Anthony Towns. We've been having this debate for the last six or seven years, however long he's been in the league. But I think he's coming back strong this year. I think all of this Carl Anthony Towns slander is nonsense, and he's going to come out strong. Having said that, I think we're getting the W and moving on to the Bulls on Friday. The <laughs> Bulls, very weird situation there. They have a bunch of guys coming back. But like I could, I could see a world where we go – you know, maybe seven and three in these first 10 games. Bulls, Friday, what are your thoughts? I tell you, we are looking at this through different lenses right now. I, <laughs> what you think we're going to get killed? I could see an 0 and 2 start. I could see, I could see this year the start being bad and it being similar to 10 years ago, nine years ago when Masai decided to start tanking. He's like, okay, we're trading Rudy Gay. We're gay. We're, refreshing here we're starting the new process and then maybe you luck into something like they did before maybe you find your new core but okay so uh, why don't we go back listen everybody who's listening and, and watching just you know keep in mind this is where this is our first podcast back so we're jumping kind of all over the place back and forth but you don't have a good outlook on the season then so that 36 and a half are you thinking we go over those wins or are you thinking we're under. I think it's under. I think it's. You think we're going to win less than 36 and a half games? <laughs> yes. Yes. Everyone, the lineup, the new acquisition, Dennis Schroeder, everyone's excited about him. He's a 10-year vet who has bounced around the league. People are very excited because he just won FIBA MVP. But I don't know. He's a journeyman. We're getting really excited about a journeyman as our starting point guard on the Raptors. I mean. You can't argue that, but I I just think the way he's been playing for the last little while, like his salary, he's making 12 a year last, right now. The last two months over the summer? Is that what you're talking about? 
Yeah, over the summer. Plus, like he was good on the Lakers. He was really good on the Lakers last year too. He he was. I think like I think he fits well into a lot of teams. That's why he's a he's a German a journeyman, like you said. But he fits into a lot of rosters. It's just strange because he it doesn't seem like he stuck it out um, too long different places. But so you don't think our lineup is good enough to get thirty six and a half wins? But well, like, what's your why? Why do you think that? You're literally wow. saying because we have a bunch of people that don't that don't mix together, or what do you think? The point guard got worse. Fred Van Vliet is better than Dennis Schroeder. I don't know how we argue. That's okay. like it's true. That's it. That's five losses right there. But don't you think the rest of our roster has gotten better? It's you don't this, think I think you don't think Scotty's nice. getting better. You don't think OG's getting better. You think everyone's going to take a step forward? What if guys take a step back? I think, like, if OG stays healthy, I think he's taking a step forward. Scotty's definitely taking a step forward. Um, it's good that we actually have a set backup point guard now, Malachi Flynn. Again, I'm not sure about how he's going to do. I haven't been the biggest Malachi Flynn guy. But over the here's, preseason... What? Here's a Malachi Flynn tidbit for you. Yeah. A take. This is my one area of optimism on this team. Mm-hmm. So Darko, he's beloved in Memphis as their assistant coach. Just beloved. Made a lot of people credit him with making Dennis Bain, Desmond Bain, someone out of a second round pick. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Malachi Flynn, a little work with Darko, could become a dude. We could have a dude on our hands. That might that might be your worst take of the day. How was that a bad take? <laughs> Just because we have a new head coach, you think he's going to put all of his all of his eggs into the Malachi Flynn basket, who's a backup point guard? I don't think that that's his main priority. No, th- I think I think Malachi Flynn. Chance. No, I understand. I, I just think Malachi Flynn's been working super hard every year, and he's he's just getting better. Like his step backs are getting better. He's getting a little bit stronger. Like he's playing better defense. He's finishing at the rim a little bit more. So I don't know. I think he's a good backup point guard. I understand what you're saying though. And Nick Nurse never gave him a chance. He was just stuck him to the end of the bench, never played him. Malachi's dad was pissed year after year, never getting court time. <laughs> it's time. Time to True. unlock Malachi. Time to unlock Malachi. Pascal, he's gonna be, he's gonna do the same thing he does every year. You know, he's gonna put up close to 20 and 10. He's gonna have a good season. Um, like I said, OJ, I don't know. I don't know. Like looking at the rest of the league, let's look at the rest of um, the Eastern Conference. So, first of all, back to this. What are your predictions on, you know, first of all, who do you think is going to win the Eastern Conference? Let's go there. Are we going to go with a chalk prediction or do you want my under? I want your chalk. I want a chalk prediction. You know, I'm just going to say my prediction, but I also think they're flying a little bit too under the radar. Who? The 76ers. I, I placed a wager on them yesterday. They're, they're odds to win the NBA championship. 18 to 1. This is a good team. They have the best player in the world. The Do you even watch the NBA team. anymore? What? <laughs> you don't watch it. They have the reigning MVP. They have. You can People will rip on him all he wants, but Nick Nurse is a good coach. He had a huge impact on the Raptors in his first year. Goes to a new team. He's got that first year bump. Okay. Don't, what about the fact they didn't, that... James Harden is just not showing up to camp right now. They're still a good team without him. So okay, James Harden basically 
put that team on his back for three quarters of the season last year. People forget that he was like really close. Yes, he was he was really close to an all NBA selection last year and very close to an all-star or the like team on his back. The MVP would be, he's the most valuable player. James Hart. Like, see, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like if you look at James <laughs> Harden's stats from last year, here, let's look them up right now. So, so last year, James Harden averaged, he went 21 and 10.7 with 1.2 steals and six boards. The man had, the man averaged 21 and 10 assists with six boards. He it's literally like, yes. put the team on his back. Anytime Joel was out, James was, was going hard. I feel like because of what's happening right now in his situation, people forget about how good of a season he had last year. He was like, he was close to making an all-star team and he was very close to making an all NBA team. And he like, think about those, think about those numbers. The fact that he's gone. I think that, I think the Sixers have no chance of no chance. I'll I'll bet you I'll bet you that they will get bounced potentially in the first round, second round exit for sure, especially with this turmoil that's going on over there. I'm actually glad you touched on this because though this whole thing is crazy with James Harden. He's gonna push his way out of a third situation, right? Push his way out of Houston, push his way out of Brooklyn, and now he's pushing his way out of Philly. Having said that, you're still looking at an absolute all-star. Who literally averaged twenty and ten last year, twenty ten and six, and you're we'll get something you're, back for him, and you're writing him off like you're writing him off. Like I'm he's not writing there. him off. I think they're going to be really good this year, and they have some great odds on them to win a championship. They're still a really good team, eighteen one odds for a team with the best player in the world. That's not that's nice. There's a there's a thing in his contract. I'm sure I'm sure you know this, and maybe I'm butchering it, but he has to report within thirty days of the season starting. Otherwise, he loses like he loses a bunch of money in his contract. I'm not sure exactly what what that is, but basically, he like he has to he has to report. Otherwise, he's like he's just not going to get paid. So it's not it's not similar to the Ben Simmons situation where he just held out and didn't come into work. James Harden, like if he doesn't come into work, he's he's not getting paid at all. Anyways, look, no, he'll come in. He'll come into work. He is the perfect picture of modern workforce today. He's going to silent quit. He's going to show up. He's going to be a little overweight probably. He's going to be partying. And you'll make them trade him. I can't believe that you're thinking that they're going to be better without James Harden. I didn't like, say that. Well, you did say that. And I, here, technically by winning, yes. And my and my thing is like he like this is this is insane because so last year he only played 58 games, but during those 58 games, like I said, like his 10.7 assists didn't that lead the league last year? I'm pretty sure he led the league in assists last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, and he hasn't dropped off. If you look at his last five years, like you know, people are writing this guy off completely, but his last five years are literally like 24 and 11 assists, 22 and 10 assists, 22.5 and eight and 10.2 assists, 21 point 21 and 10.5 assists, 21 and 10.7 assists. <laughs> like James Harden was arguably the a bigger reason why they went as far as they did. I know Joel Embiid got that MVP, but I think that was a pity MVP, truthfully. And Come Jokic should have won it. He did. We that was an, that, no. All all advanced stats indicated that Jokic or honestly or Giannis should have won that MVP MVP last year. And also, here's the thing. 
I think that that's you know what I take it back from I take it back. That's that's your worst take. That's your worst take of the of the of the podcast so far because now, what if Joel feels like he's like done with the Sixers, which is quite possible. Think about how much nonsense that guy's had to go through, right? How many rebuilds? What what was their whole there's the whole thing process? Yeah, like the process is still going on over there. Like I don't know, it's not. They're a good team. They're a contender. They are not a contender and without James Harden. No, not even close. But James Harden leaves. Who steps up? Tyrese Maxey. They got dudes that can step up. Unlike Tyrese Maxey. Why is everyone so high on Tyrese Maxey? He's, he's nice. twenty. He's twenty-seven years old and he hasn't done anything once in the league. Like I'm, I'm confused with with all this. Tyrese Maxey. The Raptors in the playoffs two years ago. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's he's good. I, he's good. No disrespect to Tyrese Maxey, but I think like he. Don't you think that he's a little bit like. People are thinking slightly high on him. I don't know. I think I think if you're telling me that Tyrese Maxey is going to put up James Harden numbers, like that's, that's not crazy. what I'm saying. But well, that's what you're saying. You're saying up. if he, you're saying if Tyrese Maxey steps up, yes. if James Harden leaves, then you are saying that he's going to put up James Harden numbers. Kind of, are you not? He's step up. Anyways, all right. Moving on to the next topic. No, hold on. We haven't. <laughs> No, I'm saying like I want to move on to a next team because we just yes. talked Who do you think? Okay, so you're so down on the 76ers take. Who's your take? Eastern Conference, who's winning it? 100% the Celtics are winning the Eastern Conference 100%. championship and I I will I think Denver's going to win the championship again, but I think that I think it'll be really tight between for sure that for 100% I think that the Celtics are making the finals and they're going to they're going to play Denver. Unless Porzingis gets super injured because I think they've added so many pieces and gotten rid of a couple of pieces that are that were a little bit um, stale as well, aka Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's an amazing person. I've met that guy, but where'd you meet him? Tell me a story. No, I don't want to tell you a story. I met him at a I met him at a an establishment. It, oh. That sounds like no. It was just it was. Oh my god! No fire alarm. I don't no. know. <laughs> Andy. It's a sign. Your take is bad. No. Anyways, I met him at a, at a lounge. It was just like a club. But um, Marcus Smart need, uh, leaving the team. Obviously, Drew Holiday's there. I think um, they have Derek White. Like, they have an amazing team. Obviously, Jason Tatum's coming back. Jason Tatum is, I think, third. Um, he's actually third or fourth for MVP odds this year. Uh, who else? They have Jalen Brown, obviously, and they have Porzingis. Like, that's a really good team. Porzingis had some of his best numbers last year in Washington, and I think nice. that if he literally stays healthy, they have a chance to be a really, really good team. And I don't see them, I don't see them not winning the Eastern Conference if they all t- stay somewhat healthy. Okay, you just told me I had my worst take of the day in picking the 76ers. You just had your most boring take in years. You're just okay. picking shock favorites. To make the NBA finals. You're just, I just I think it's like come on. It's not a bad take. It's just a real take. Like look at their roster. The roster's ridiculous. Right? Like, what do you want me to pick somebody who I don't think is gonna make the finals? Like you? <laughs> just for a bad take with a guy with a team who's who's arguably not nah, he's not their best player. Their second best player is not showing up to camp and you're saying that they they're gonna win they're gonna win the Eastern Conference. Like that's that's crazy to me. For me, like Milwaukee's Milwaukee probably is probably second in the East this year. Um, 
they have Dame. Who knows how many games he's going to play? We don't need to talk about the Dame trade, but I thought, you know, I think that that's a really good trade. If Chris Middleton gets back to his old self from two years ago prior to the injury, like that's a big, that's a big three. Brooke Lopez. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that's the only team that can come close to the Celtics, but that, that that's a, that's a, that'll be an amazing, amazing matchup. And I hope we get to see it, you know, but other than, other than Milwaukee, like it's Boston or Milwaukee, I think. Miami. No, even though Jimmy Butler eats everyone's food during the playoffs, they got some dogs. Yeah. They got some dogs over there. I love Miami. I love Miami. That's like, that's like, um, I don't know. That's a team that you just have to root for just based on their roster and like, you know, just how, how they are. Kyle Lowry's on that team. He's one of our favorite people, favorite players, I think of all time, greatest Raptor of all time. If I, if I say so myself, Groat. Yes, he is. Groat. Um, Okay. Do you want to keep talking, keep on this, or should we move on to the next thing? Let's move on to the next topic. We're not. I'm frustrated. Next, next topic. Next topic. Andy's angry. Who is winning the NBA championship? We just talked about this. I told you. No, you didn't. You didn't tell me. Wait, you said the Phillies winning the championship? This, yeah, Philly is. Yeah. That's perfect timing. Sorry, everybody who's listening. That's a fire alarm that's going off in my building right now. So we might have to end this pod early. Um, but I I thought you said that they're winning the Eastern Conference. Well, yeah, on their way to winning the championship, yes. So you think, you think the Sixers are winning the NBA championship? Do we not forget the impact Nick Nurse had on the Raptors in the first year? He's got he, – he, he wears Andy, on James Harden is not going to be on that team this year. They would be, they would have 20 less wins without James Harden. 20 less wins. Yes. People like, <laughs> did you not watch? Did you not watch James Harden on Philly last year? He was really good. He was really good. Okay. All right. That's it. That's you're winning. the Philly's winning the championship. I, I can't even believe that that's your take right well, now. That's I, this is a well thought out. This is not an impulsive take. This is a calculated first degree take. Put me in take jail. I this is your, this is this this is your, I'm telling you we've been doing podcasts and talking basketball for like 7 years and I'm telling you this is your worst take that you've ever had. I financially backed this too. I bet you financially on you financially backed this take. <laughs> yes. I hope I hope you didn't uh put too much money on it because that's horrible. Um I want to talk about the rookies. This is, this is the last thing we'll touch on, and then we have to go, unfortunately. But whoever stayed up until this point, like, thank you so much for listening and watching, honestly. Because I, I know there will be a few people. What? Sorry? And remember to unsubscribe from other from other. Remember podcasts. to unsubscribe right from the other podcasts. Right now. <laughs> okay, so I like to say this that this was my take, but it was not. It was Andy Redding's take. Um, But now I don't know. But the take is that Chet Holmgren will be the rookie of the year over Victor Wembanyama. Prior to the preseason, I was like very I was I was going to bet that. Now after watching Wemby, I'm like I don't know if that's a good bet because Wemby's just had an incredible preseason. Although Chet's had some amazing amazing flashes as well. Did you see that two-handed block at the rim? Like literally he just Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. When, so what are your thoughts on that situation? Get into it. 
when Chet and Wemby went had their game in the preseason, the, all the hype was for Wemby because I believe it was his first game. Uh, everyone was talking Wemby, but no one talks about how Chet had the better game. He was he was better all around, defensive, offensive. He was better. He was making more shots. He is nasty. He's had a year of sitting on the bench, getting older, getting a little thicker. He was a he was a toothpick at Gonzaga. He is thicker now. He's got more of an NBA body. He's got the advantage of just being a year older. So I think that will impact him in winning rookie of the year. Wow. So you're sticking with that take, Chet for rookie oh, of the yeah. year. Absolutely. My thing with these super long, lanky, skinny guys is that like obviously they're more injury prone than everybody. I don't know if you saw those clips of Wemby stretching, but it seems like he's like the most flexible dude in the league. Um, but I don't know. Like, I like your take. I like your take because Wemby, like Chet's been getting ready for this for a full year. Wemby hasn't experienced a full NBA season and there's no way that he won't miss at least a few games based on some nagging stuff. That's just what happens for to, to guys yeah. that are this size. Um, but I love both of their games, man. I think Wemby's going to be incredible. Overall, I think Wemby's going to be a better player. You know what? No, I can't I can't bet against Wemby winning rookie of the year. You're going all chalk today. Just taking the favorites and everything. I know. Come on. I know. I wish I stuck with that take, the Chet take, but Wemby is just like just the, did you see him put the ball through the through somebody's legs on I mean, a fast break? Nutmegged right? him. It was nice. It was very Nutme- nice. He nut he's like nutmegging people, step back three pointers. Like it seems like he's well, he is a generational talent. Like I don't let's I talk don't about see- their let's talk about their shot here quickly. Mm-hmm. Chet shot like 40% from three at Gonzaga. Wemby's shot is very overrated. He shot like under 30% from three in France. He's not a great shooter. That's not where he's going to kill guys. Maybe mid-range, but closer to the basket is where he will dominate. No, I agree. And people think that just because of his like size and weight that he won't be a great defensive player, but I think that he's going to dominate on the defensive end. And that's another thing we're not talking about. Like what are the what are the odds for him winning defensive player of the year or either of them winning defensive player of the year because both of them are going to have a huge impact on the defensive end as well. I don't know, man. That's that's a really good conversation. I love I love both of these rookies. I love that they're in the same conference. I love how they're going to battle each other. And OKC, by the way, by the way, OKC is an amazing team. So I think like overall, it'll be very difficult for Chet to win. This is another reason because they have so many good players on their team. Right. Yeah. Like, but like who's on Wemby's team right now? Let's let's take a look at the uh let's take a look at the Spurs, the Spurs roster. Yeah. He's he's gonna get the shots. Someone has to score on that team and it's gonna be him. Where That's what I mean. That right? is gonna be like what the third option, probably, maybe even fourth. Okay, so OKC OKC roster. All right, let's do depth chart actually. Depth chart. This is actually perfect because we have um we <laughs> we have two NBA fantasy drafts coming up. So this is actually pretty good. NBA C uh, sorry, OKC NBA depth chart. Okay, so their depth chart. Shea Gildress Alexander, obviously at the point. Josh Giddy two, Lou Dort three, Jalen Williams four, Chet five. 
So it's like, I'm pretty sure Josh Giddy's going to get shots over Chet Holmgren as well. So he's probably the, th- yeah, like you, did you say third option? Yeah. Yeah. So third option on that team. And then obviously Wemby's the one he's the first option on that team. Yeah. Devin Vassell. Keldon so Johnson. Jeremy Sohan, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Victor Wembanyama, Zach Collins. Zach Collins still kicking. Still, still, still kicking. But yeah, like he's the number one option on that team. He's going to put, how many shots do you think he's going to get? He's going to get what? 15, 20 shots a game. There's a possibility we could be living in a world <laughs> where Victor Wembanyama averages like 30, 10, 30, 10 and five blocks, man. In his rookie season? Yeah. There is, man. There 30, you go. Finally, as a little spice, your take. out of you 30, 10 and 10? 30, 10 and t- no, I didn't say 30, 10 and 10. I said 30, 10, 30, 10 and, and five, five blocks. Yeah. Five blocks. But like, obviously, five blocks a game is so difficult. But didn't he have. He had four blocks in the first like eight minutes of a of a preseason game the other day. You know, so, who had more blocks per game in college than Wemby did in France. Chet Holmgren, or it was close. Well, I feel like I feel like it's a different. Chet's a good defender too. Don't I think it's a different situation. Him. I'm not sleeping on him. I'm not. Did you see on him at the? All. Did you see the Mavericks practicing for Wemby? No. They uh their coaches had like extendable arms that were like went no way eleven feet in there and they're just like whacking at guys as they were taking jump shots. Hmm. Teams are scared of them. Teams are like, very scared of them. People, I feel like people do that all the time, anyways. But if it's specifically for Wemby, that'd be funny. The last last thing I have for you, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you think of the Dallas Mavericks season? What, what do you do think I- of Luca? Are we at a point where Luca is the next <laughs> is the next James Harden? Stop it. He does no. First on the Rockets, somebody said that. I can't remember who said this first. I I'll, I would like to give them credit. But are we at that point? Is there any sign of Luca wanting to leave? What is our comparison here? I'm just saying, like the way that the way that he plays the game, the the balls in his hands, like 117 percent of the time. You know, is that, is that a bad thing? He's extremely talented. No, that's what I'm saying. But that's exactly what James Harden on the Houston Rockets had. They made it. They they got bumped by like they should they should have won at some point. They ran into the Golden State Warriors, the greatest team of all time, and James was putting up like 40, 20, and ten. Like so, I understand why he didn't win in that situation. But is Luca getting to that point where, you know, the ball's in his hands so much, but they're just not winning consistently? He has Kyrie. Like, what are your, I don't know. What do you think? They just missed the playoffs, which was hard to believe. They'll probably finish with like, they'll, they'll sneak into the playoffs. I, he's one of the best players in the world. Kyrie is good. They'll sneak in, right? They're like a five know. to eight seed. I don't know. Here, let's see their Dallas Mavs um, over under. What is it for the year here? I bet like 48. No way, 48. I feel like it's like low 40s. Um, Can't be the low 40s with Luca. It's a regular season. I can't find this. Can you help me find this, please? The Mavs are nice. Don't. The Mavs, here's the thing. They're Full nice. Season, Kyrie and him, they'll be good. 
Here's their depth chart, okay? Luca one, Kyrie, well, Luca and Kyrie share those responsibilities. Josh Green, three. Grant Williams, four, which is a pretty good pickup. Derek Lively, the second, at the center. Then Dwight Powell is sitting for the year. Maxi Kleber is coming off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. is still on that team. Um, Jaden Hardy is pretty good. Like, I don't know. What's what's their um, over-under? Did you find it? it? No, I'm looking for it now. Uh What? How come I can't find this? What's their line? So their line is NBA totals. You're really sleeping on them, hey? No, I just I honestly think that they're not very good. They're not good. Okay, so their over under is uh forty three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Forty three and a half. That's a lot of that's a lot of wins. Is it? That's. I think I'm going under. Really? I think I'm going under. Yeah. You think they're a 500 team? I think they're a 500 team, especially with it's it's the same situation with Philly. Like, you never know what Kyrie's gonna do. What if he just doesn't show up or something goes wrong? And like we're betting on Kyrie having a full healthy season. If he does, you know that's that's the best backcourt in the league, right? Like you can't. Who's better than that backcourt? Dallas or um, what's his name? Luca and Kyrie in a backcourt. That's that's the best backcourt in the league. I don't I don't know who else you'd put that up against. Stephen Clay is still pretty good with Chris Paul. That's pretty nice. Probably not better than with probably not better than Kyrie and Luca. But Steph I don't know. Was really Man, we could we could talk about this literally all day. Um, all day, but we don't have all day. But we don't have all day. Okay, all right, that's it. Let's we'll wrap it up there. You're saying Dallas hard over. Hard over. Yeah, hard over. Yeah. Actually, one last question. Who do you think is coming out of the West? This is going to be a boring take for you. Finally, a chalk take. I'm The Nuggets. The Nuggets, Nuggets okay. Sixers okay. final. Okay, but it will be really interesting to see what happens with the Suns. Man, I could we could, we could talk about the Suns for another half an hour. The Suns are going to be really good, just stri- strictly offensively. But... Um, yeah, I think the, I think Denver's coming out as well. So it's going to be Denver. You're saying Philly. I'm saying Denver. Celtics. Denver wins the championship. You think Philly wins the championship? I financially backed this. Oh my god! I don't care if you financially backed this. That's put my money where my mouth is. Maybe if you did that, had that take prior to James requesting out. Um. Uh, for anybody that's watching or listening to this podcast, thank you so much once again. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and um, give us a follow on all the platforms, Spotify and on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Sorry. Uh, Andy, anything else? I'm just excited for the season. Thank you for listening. We're going to be on here twice a week. Come back and join us. Come back and join us.